Hello and welcome to the Amateur Austin Night. My name is Frances Duncan. I'm an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society in New Zealand. My very special guest today is my sister Paula. Hello everyone. And today we're going to be discussing chapter 51 of Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. In chapter 51, Lydia and Mr. Wickham get married and they visit Longbourn. Lydia lets slip that Mr. Darcy was at her wedding. Yes, scandal. Poor Elizabeth. Yeah, but she's determined to find out what happened. I know, she's a bit naughty, isn't she? What does she say? Um, I shall certainly be reduced to tricks and stratagems to find it out. Yeah, so if her aunt doesn't tell her, she's going to find out from her sister somehow, isn't she? Yeah, she intends to. And she runs away when Lydia mentions it because it's too easy to just ask Lydia and she wants to be honourable. Yeah. <laughs> but then she fails. <laughs> but it's funny because twice... She runs away in this chapter. She does, because it's too uncomfortable Yeah, to just be there while Lydia is being Lydia and Wickham is being Wickham and neither of them have any shame for what they've done. And the mother as well. Oh, God. Smiles decked the face of Mrs Bennet as the carriage drove up to the door, compared to her husband who looked in penetrary grave and her daughter's alarmed, anxious, uneasy. Which I've made a note, I'm like, is that one each? But then Paula pointed out that we're missing Mary, so... There should be four reactions there. Yeah. But it's interesting, neither um, Kitty or Mary. Mary are mentioned in the chapter. They often aren't, though. They always get left behind, don't they? But you'd think that Kitty's reaction would help to add to the ridiculous nature of what was happening. Because we don't know if Kitty thinks it's all right what they've done or whether she's upset with them either. Because she got into a lot of trouble, but... We don't know how she's treating Lydia. So you'd think that perhaps she might think it's okay because she thought that the letters that Lydia was sending her were okay. Yeah, she didn't seem surprised that they were running off together. And Mary, of course, I do imagine would be sitting there with a face like thunder. <laughs> Much like her father. I mean, if she's able to come down from her books to actually partake in family life. Well, I think in those days she was forced to, though, wasn't she? I know that they say that later, after... No, that's at the end. Let's not do spoilers. Okay. We're so good at them, though. Yeah, we're really good at spoilers. But it's 200 years old. I really feel like you should probably know the storyline by this point. You hope so. I would hope so. It's funny how, with Lydia and Wickham at the house, it's obviously uncomfortable for the family to be together, so much so that... They go out all the time. Yes, and they'd much rather, the family would much rather be paraded in front of the county, which would also be awkward and embarrassing. Because they know that it was almost an elopement. Exactly. They'd much rather do that than sit together awkwardly. So it does show how terrible it is when they are together. Because that's pretty extreme. It's a massive scandal. I mean, these days... It wouldn't matter, but in those days, it was the worst thing that could happen to a woman. Yeah, having sex outside of matrimony. It's very, very bad. And they assume that if you spend a night with your man... See, if you're alone with a man behind a closed door, they assume that's what you're doing. <laughs> you always have to have doors open and have companions there the whole time. Mind you, it's a little bit like that today. Um, people know that I'm a teacher, and you have to be very careful that you have doors open or you have people around. It's um, that's just a precaution that you have to take. But then, you know, yeah, quite different in those days. Frightening. Yeah. 
awful to think we would have gotten so much trouble. Always. Just a huge lack of freedom that we had today. I mean, had, had, had been. A bit in comparison to what we have today, I mean. <laughs> oh, that came out so wrong. They've got a couple of great descriptions of Lydia here. Lydia was Lydia still, untamed, unabashed, wild, noisy, and fearless. She never, who never heard nor saw anything of what she chose to be insensible. She just sounds so young. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really young. That wild and untamed. Yeah. It's, again, you know how I've railed it? must have been it a bit again I, I i rail at him again I, I feel that in this situation he needed to be harder on her when she came back and admittedly at the end of the chapter she says that her aunt and uncle were not very pleasant to her and her aunt was you know telling her things and she wasn't hearing it and maybe she wouldn't hear her dad but actually it's his responsibility but it's never mentioned that he actually takes her aside and explains to her the implications of what she's done and why actually she needs to pull back, be quiet. Now he would just stand there looking impenetrably grave and not want to talk to her because I think that he's the sort that he's like, now it's done, there's nothing I can do about it. And that's so frustrating because, of course, there's still stuff that can be done, you know. He needs to think about Kitty you know, under the spell of Lydia, thinking, oh, it's okay to be like this. Look at how wonderful it's turned out for her. Mm. And, um, you know, take his wife to task as well. No, the daughters are not going to go and go off to balls and parties with Lydia, who's going to find husbands for them. Because I think he puts his foot down about that later. Earlier. Isn't it earlier? Where well, he does say, yes, oh, you, you have to stay in the house for 10 years and then I'll take you to review at the end of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous. But he doesn't say anything in front of Lydia, but you're right, he's probably like, oh, well, it's happened now. But I just find him a very frustrating character still. Even though he's quite a minor character, I think he actually has a huge influence on what happens in the novel. Yeah, his daughters wouldn't act the way they would if he wasn't so absent. I think it's hard on Lizzie because she is close with him and they have a good relationship, but she can still see his deficiencies. Absolutely. And she feels more the embarrassment, particularly in this chapter, of what's happened than he does. And also because for him, you know, he can hide away in the house, but for her, she still needs to find a husband. They're so lucky that this got tidied up, otherwise they may not have been able to find husbands at all. Isn't it wonderful that it's a novel? <laughs> <laughs> How tidily these things happen. So when Lizzie finds out that Mr. Darcy was there at the wedding, conjectures as to the meaning of it, rapid and wild, hurried into her brain, and she was satisfied with none. Those that best pleased her as placing his conduct in the noblest light seemed the most improbable. She's like, he did it for me. No, he didn't. But he did it for me. No, he didn't. It's lovely to think that he did do it for her. She doesn't talk to Jane about it. This is one of the things that I keep that keeps cropping up about Lizzie, that she's not talking to Jane about things, and Jane is her best confidant. And it says, at the end, she would rather be without a confidant. She's doing a lot of not talking to Jane about how she's feeling and what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. But then you and I are chatty, right? We do talk to people. So I guess that makes it a bit harder for us to kind of understand why she would hold everything in. Well, the current philosophy around 
people is that you should leave share. things out. Yeah, share. What is it, a problem? Problem shared is a problem heart. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, in those days, obviously, they didn't have those cliches quite the same. And uh, perhaps with such a small circle, you had to be really careful what you said to whom. She might also be trying to avoid putting more on Jane because Jane felt for her Lydia probably more than she felt for herself on her wedding day. It says Jane and Elizabeth, but I'm really reading Jane into that. Yeah, and she's imagining if she was in that situation what it would be like um, and thinking that uh, Lydia feels the same. So, of course, she's quite upset for her. Mm-hmm. Which is just Jane being so sweet again and completely misunderstanding her sister. Yeah, which is really lovely. She thinks better of her than she should. She thinks better of everybody. I'd love to hear her thoughts on Wickham. That would be interesting because she's still trying to see the goodness in him. And he does come across as just this lovely gentleman. He's turned up and he's married one of their daughters and he just acts as if it's just normal. His manners were always so pleasing that had his character and his marriage been exactly what they ought, his smiles and his easy address, while they cla- why he claimed their relationship would have delighted them all. And I guess that's the right kind of person to be with Lydia, because otherwise things could fall apart. If Lydia turned up with a man who wasn't pleasant or people in the family couldn't cope with, the situation would be a lot worse. Whereas he's turned up and she's naive and stupid in making this situation seem okay and he's turned up and he's nice and pleasant and kind to everyone and is not awkward about it. So it makes the situation in some ways a little bit easier. Whereas if he'd turned up and been a dastardly man, which he actually is, but um, on the surface being dastardly, it would have made it seem um, a lot more awkward. And actually gives Wickham a sort of maturity. I mean, he's not acting well, but he does have a certain level of maturity that is definitely lacking in Lydia. Is it maturity or is it just that he's a player mm-hmm. and he knows how to kind of cope in any situation, just wander in and charm everybody? Way. Yeah. Yeah. It says he was not the young man to resist an opportunity of having a companion, which makes you wonder how many other women he might have just gone, yep, let's go. And how many times he has perhaps done something that's not quite right because we know that he took off with um, Miss Darcy, poor old Georgiana, was taken under his spell and maybe he's done it with others, who knows? That's really scary because that's destroying someone's life and destroying your family as well. Absolutely, unless people didn't find out. Yeah, but the likelihood of people not finding out is pretty low. In those days, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. Everybody talks and you have spies everywhere who are servants. Yeah, true. I enjoyed reading the chapter because I enjoyed being so angry with Lydia and her mother. It made me so frustrated. But if the whole book was like that, like if they were like that the whole way through and we focused on them that much, I think I would probably just throw the book across the room and not want to read it. But because it's just a little bit, because there's a balance of characters, uh, it does make it funny and, you know, you can deal with it. But also because I know what happens next, right? That's up what makes it easier to read the book. Yeah, it does. And also because in my head I always think that what comes after the end of the book 
is what happens in the uh, book, I can't remember the name of it, where uh, Wickham is accused of murdering someone. Death Comes to Pemberley. Yes, that's it. Death Comes to Pemberley. So in my head, that's part of their story as well. <laughs> so it makes It's it, not canon. No, it's not. But it makes it easier for me to read it because I think, <laughs> ha ha, Lydia, look at what happens to you, you silly girl, which is really mean to laugh at her. But um, also it it is, it's like it's what she deserves. And I wouldn't want to wish that on anyone if they were a real person. But as a character, it's what she deserves. And he carries on acting in the same way. Uh, and to me, that makes this easier to, to read. I know I'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the idea of Wickham going out and continuing to behave this way and destroying people's lives. Because he gets off so easily. He does, absolutely. I mean, yes, in Death Comes to Pemberley, he ends up on trial for murder, but he gets off. Hey, did you just ruin that book for someone else? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's usually me that does the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's put through the ringer, right? And the implications of his actions are shown out in the world for everyone to see, and he actually starts to feel it. And I think that's a good thing. What are we talking about in Pride and Prejudice or in Death Comes to Pemberley? Death Comes to Pemberley. I see. I don't think he really, because he was going on about how Colonel Fitzwilliam was a bad guy and he was putting it all on him. I don't think he really owned up to the badness of what he'd done. But he does end up in prison for a while or yeah. in a jail, which is the one where you just put in there. I don't know the difference between the two. I think jail is the one that you put in while you're awaiting trial and then prison is, yes, it is. So he is in jail, right? So that's a something. Yeah, he should have been thrown in there for trying to abscond with young girls, though. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes. But in those days, patriarchal society was frowned upon, but they didn't really deal with it in that way. Yeah, no. One of our founding fathers did that. Um, Squandered with young girls and married them for their money. Oh, wonderful. I remember. Great history. Anyway, that is our summary of Chapter 51 of Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Uh, my name is Frances Duncan. You can find me on my website, francisduncanwrites.com, and on Twitter at Francis underscore Duncan. Thank you for listening, and we wish you happy reading. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know, and I'll do that. There's merch of... The Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa, New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice, heavily Pride-focused merch, too. It's on Redbubble, and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!